Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations. My name is Kaylee Kukla, and I've spent more than a decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of three, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my professional knowledge coming from over a decade of work experience with my master's degree in early childhood special education and combining it with real mom life, not just the theory, to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations and you'll gain practical tools that will inspire you to get to the heart or the core of your child's behavior and make simple, yet impactful changes. So let's dive in together. Welcome to another Core Parenting Conversation. And today we are going to talk about a tool that I wanted to give you to help out as we go into the holiday season. And as I planned for this podcast, I was thinking, what is something we haven't covered yet that we do in our family that could be really useful to listeners out there. And I know in our family, we take out those first round of decorations for Halloween, and then they're quickly replaced by Thanksgiving and fall and winter and Christmas decor. So it just goes by so quickly and can spiral into busier than we originally intended. So I wanted to give you one of my favorite tools to use that helps our family collaborate and get on the same page on all the exciting days that are coming up. We have Halloween in our family right back to birthdays in November and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So I get that lots of exciting things can happen, even though I personally try and minimize overload as much as possible. But between school and birthdays and traditions, there's just a lot to be excited about. I've discussed other ideas to help you plan ahead and decompress the day after. So both like preemptive strategies and after the fact strategies that can be helpful. And those are in episodes 30, 31, 33, and 34. So you can just go back and scroll through those and see if one jumps out at you. But here's one more thing you can add to your toolbox. And remember, these are all all tools. We're throwing them in a box. And so we can pull them out when we need them. And if maybe they don't fit, we can put them right back and save them for a different time. Today, I want to talk about the morning meeting. Now, if you're a teacher or you've ever worked in an early child care setting, you probably just went, huh? We're talking about circle time? No, not really. But this is definitely a ritual that was inspired by my time teaching. I actually loved doing circle time with my classes because I felt like it allowed me to give my students something to look forward to each day, even if it was just what book we were reading or what songs we were singing that day. It was just so fun to introduce something that made the children's face light up. And so When I told them about the plans, it also helped me gauge what kind of energy the class had for the day. Like, what's the vibe? What kind of energy do I need for the day? And it just really helped set the tone. So fast forward to life as a mom and realizing how important predictability, routines, and 
autonomy are for our daily lives. The brain science behind this makes a lot of sense. Our brain likes predictability and routines because they're easy. They don't require as much energy. Our brain loves to save energy. (laughs) And so it can do this with predictability because it goes on autopilot and it doesn't have to think hard about what's coming next and what to do and how to do it. It doesn't need to be on the lookout for novelty. When life doesn't feel predictable, our brain goes on high alert. It doesn't have that baseline sense of safety. So it's constantly scanning and more sensitive to the incoming stimuli. So we get a little edgier. Think about when you're driving in an unfamiliar neighborhood and you're not sure where the next turn is. You might sit up straight, might not be able to engage in a a conversation with someone because you're so focused on what's in front of you, finding the, the sign, your eyes are scanning back and forth, right? And you're a little edgier. Like that's when a kid asks for a snack and we might have a big reply for not right now, I'm trying to find my turn, right? So the same is true with daily predictability for our kids. And now we add in our children's strong need for autonomy. Humans are wired to want to be autonomous over our own life or have some authority and have some agency or ability to affect our own life. So our children are wired to start figuring that out throughout early childhood. They want to step in and discover their own person and make their own decisions and exercise their own agency around them. But of course, developmentally, they can't handle calling all the shots about their day. Should their voice be heard? Absolutely. Do they dictate the agenda? No. We can scaffold their influence and decision-making through collaboration. And while that can be tricky, sometimes we tend to go to one side of the spectrum or the other. So maybe we think they should be calling all the shots and that can be really overwhelming to them. Or we try and say they have no say and because I said so and this is what we're doing just because. Our goal is to find that medium and that balance where they have enough say, they feel like their voice is heard, but we're ultimately the adult and the safe keeper and the confident leader in the situation. So how? How do we do this? Well, we do this in a lot of different ways. But one way and the way I want to talk or the way I want to discuss today is the morning meeting. A morning meeting is simply a huddle up with the purpose of previewing the day. This preview will help help highlight what is the same, like what is expected and routine that is happening today, which helps increase predictability and it gives us an opportunity to remind or introduce the children to different parts of the day. Something is happening today that doesn't normally happen uh, that they may have questions about. Now, when I say morning meeting, I do not mean the dreaded like endless meetings with endless questions and you want me to carve out another like 30 to 60 minutes in a day. Absolutely not. This is like a quick, it can be a quick two, three five-minute conversation or maybe on a more complicated day or when your child has more questions, it might be a little longer. But we're not talking about a huge production here. In order to make this a practical 
practice. So one that you can actually apply to your life. I've put together a little booklet to help parents get started in implementing the morning meeting in a way that fits your family's life. So I'm going to give you examples that work for my family, but the whole point of this is to incorporate it and make it useful in your family's day-to-day life. So if you head to the show notes or go to kayleekukla.com family dash guide, the little middle of the word dash, you can find that free download. It's available to you. And I'll kind of point out what the booklet has to offer as we go through each part of introducing the morning meeting. This core conversation is made possible through Kaylee's core membership program. If you find yourself soaking up the information in this podcast and others, but still grapple with questions like, how do I get my kid to listen? What happens when I try that and it doesn't work? Or if you just crave like-minded and like-hearted parents who are also on this wild parenthood journey, you found your place in core. I take the theories and strategies and I'm constantly adapting them and applying them to real life through monthly deep dives, handouts, workbooks, and live Q&As. So if you want to take your parenting with intention to the next level, or you just need more support, check out CORE at www.kayleekukla.com backslash C-O-R, or head to the show notes for the link. So the first thing I want you to think about, we now we know what the morning meeting is, right? We're reviewing the predictable part of the schedule, and then we're going to highlight maybe some different pieces of the schedule, especially when we're talking in terms of like Halloween or other holidays or family gatherings, or maybe it's a soccer tournament, or maybe it's a birthday party, or you can use this any time of the year, but it's especially prevalent and relevant right now as we go into the holiday season. So the first step to incorporate this in your family's life is to do what's called habit stacking. Habit stack this on something that is already embedded in your routine. So this could be in our family, we do it during breakfast. The kids sit down at the table. My husband's usually in the kitchen. I'm coming in and out because the morning is kind of my time to get the day started with the baby and get myself going and try and get some work in whenever I can or work out. And so he takes care of the big boys. And I come in and we generally all have some shared time in the kitchen together. And that's when we embed this while they're sitting at the table and I can sit down with them and he's in the kitchen as well so he can hear. So that's what works well for our family. This could be in the bathroom while helping them brush their hair. It could be if you get in bed with them and snuggle to wake them up. It could be during another routine in the morning that you do. Um, Even if we have a really busy morning or I forget at the kitchen table, I will do it in the car. I just caution, I don't really recommend it because the day has already started. That one major transition of leaving the house and going to school or going to wherever has already started. But it can be a really nice just backup plan just in case things get a little sketchy. Okay, so now you know when you're going to do it. And the booklet has some reflection questions to help you identify what's like a really practical, achievable thing for your family. So secondly, we're going to identify the anchor points. These are either the significant events of the day, like a play date, music class, an after school activity 
and the routine activities that are pretty fixed through the day, such as mealtimes, rest times, other routines, like who's taking you to school, who's picking you up, how are we getting there? And so we do this even though our children pretty much our family has a pretty routine of like dad drops them off in the morning, mom picks them up. I always like to review that with them. Highlighting something as simple and as predictable as who's picking them up just adds that that safety layer. Like they can rest in that predictability of, oh, mom's picking me up today. And it potentially invites my child into collaboration if they have something to add. For example, Some days when I tell my sons that I'm picking them up from school, one of them will ask me something as simple as, mom, can you bring me those crackers for a snack today? Even though I pick them up most days of the week, I don't always pack them a snack for in the car because most of the days we come straight home. And so we live like 10 minutes away. You can just eat when you get home. But on days that he asks like that, I typically am willing to do something like that because he made the request. It seems really important to him. And in situations like this, I try and really lean into the yeses when I can because it helps him feel empowered. It helps them hear that yes. And if the snack, if I'm not worried about eating the car or the snack is available or whatever it is, then sure, yeah, I can bring you that snack. And I typically like pack it right then and there. And hide it in the car so I don't forget later because that happens too. (laughs) And that's just an easy way to give my child a sense of agency, a sense of those little micro doses of appropriate control that they crave as they become more autonomous over his day, right? It's not a big deal for me and it really feels like a big flex for him. So I try and lean into those situations when I can. Now, for the purpose of holidays, this is also the point that I like to highlight those special or different things about their day. So whether it's trick-or-treating or a meal out with friends or going over to someone's house or having someone come over, a special party. By highlighting these events, we preview our day and we give the child an opportunity to ask questions, express concerns, or just share a reaction to it. Some children, and I just saw this today, so I wanted to make sure I highlight this part. Some children may seem like they're not listening or they don't care, like they're disconnected from the situation. They're not really engaged in it. That's okay. You can still just briefly overview the highlights and think of it as planting a seed. It may lay dormant for a bit, but then when you least expect it, it'll sprout. And on the child's terms, right, we don't need to pressure them into the conversation. But when they're ready on their terms, we can get more information. They might have more to say about that situation. And that's really step three is inviting that collaboration with the child. Once the child is involved in the conversation, we can scaffold them for input. What does that mean? Scaffold just means to support. So we want to give them some support so that their input is really meaningful. For young children, we can do this through offering limited choices. For older children, we may ask more open-ended questions. For example, this could sound like with a young child, when we go on our walk today, would you like to ride your bike or use your scooter? So that would be for two, three, four-year-old. 
And it's not meant to make them just choose between those two things. If they pick something else, it doesn't bother me. But I just don't want them to get overwhelmed with so many choices that they feel like they can't make a contribution. But a more open-ended question for maybe an older child would be, what would you like to do when we go outside today? If your child seems overwhelmed by questions, either they start shutting down, so withdrawing, disengaging, or they seem annoyed and frustrated or reactive to what you're saying, you can simply use declarative statements, which are less demanding than questions. And I love this. I think that these are like the back door for a lot of children into conversation. And this sounds like, hmm, I'm wondering what we'll do on our walk today. Or, you know, I was just thinking about outside time today. It could be a nice day for a picnic. So I'm still steering the ship. I'm still introducing ideas, but I'm not putting a demand on them to make a choice or asking a question or come up with an idea. I'm offering some suggestions with an open invitation and not really forcing anything on them. Okay, step four, take all of this conversation, all these collaborations, kind of these anchor points and the plan and put it on a visual schedule. Now, if you want a deeper dive into a visual schedule, you can check out episode 13. I have a whole podcast just dedicated to visual schedules with the founder of Mighty and Bright, which is a beautiful visual schedule company. The founder of that, her name is Sarah Olsher. Visual schedules are like making a to-do list in a way that helps a child process the day's event. So you literally, you can do it on a whiteboard, you can do it on a piece of paper. We have a standard one in our house that we use that I created when we're on vacation or when it's just a one-off situation and I don't have our standard one available. I just draw stick figures on a piece of paper. So in that ebook, the workbook that I told you I have available for you on the morning meetings, there's several different visual examples of a visual schedule. So you can see if you want to get fancy with it or if you want to keep it really simple and just use them for days that you know are going to be a little more exciting or maybe busier for your child. But the visual schedules really help them just process what is coming. Uh, They can bring it with them so they feel empowered to reference it themselves and not have to keep asking you, what are we doing? When are we leaving? What are we doing next? What happens after this? But they have that, that point of reference for themselves. Step five, think of rhythms, not rigid schedules, but rhythms. And these are natural patterns to the day of caretaking, rest, exciting activities. And I think of these in terms of days, which is the natural rhythm of the day, you know, eat, activity, rest, wind down, eat, activity. Right now that I have older kids and we don't necessarily have a designated nap time, it it still feels like those are the natural rhythms on days uh, they don't have school. And while I'm thinking about rhythms, I like to remember that each person in our family has a slightly different temperament. And the temperament can greatly impact what kind of rhythms we crave. For example, in our family, we have a couple of members who like to be busy constantly, all the time. They could go back to back to back activities throughout the day and still have energy to burn. (laughs) And then there's a couple of us who aren't that way. We like quiet time. We like downtime. We like home time. So it can be really tricky to balance all of the needs all the time. So instead of trying to balance everything perfectly, because I always say 
There's no such thing as balance. It's just juggling. And you got to pick which ball you're going to drop. And you drop different balls at different times. (laughs) So instead of trying to balance it perfectly, I like to just be aware. Keep in mind everyone's temperaments so that I can adjust when needed. I can juggle that ball and drop a different one when it's needed. Which brings us to the last topic, which is all about boredom. I like to encourage people to leave room for that lull in their daily rhythm. The goal of the morning meeting is not to have every minute of the day planned. No, no. We hit the highlights with the morning meeting. It's to give a brief overview of the day, which could mean that there are times that are and should be times that are unaccounted for. And that's where room for flexibility, creativity, imagination, connection can happen. But that often means that boredom is going to creep in. (laughs) And boredom for some children can be a very uncomfortable feeling. And in this day and age, it's so easy to fix boredom by picking up a phone or a tablet. Here's the thing. Boredom is a feeling. And just like with any other feeling, we don't need to fix it, even though it might be tempting. The first step is to accept it. Oh, I'm feeling bored. This is safe. I can handle it. And the next step is to get curious about what it's telling you. Boredom happens when we're understimulated and we lack a sense of purpose from meaningful work. It's this transition emotion that motivates us to find something meaningful or stimulating to engage in. That's why I've noticed that every time my child has an I'm so bored outburst, it's usually followed by a time of innovation and ingenuity and he gets engrossed in the activity and those are the activities he can do for longer than if I give him something or it's an adult-directed activity. So as we gear up for the holiday season, I want to remind you to build in these times for imagination and creativity and innovation. And this doesn't mean you have to have like an activity set up from Pinterest or anything like that. Just the opposite. Provide your family with some downtime behind the rhythm that works for you. And in the ebook, there are some suggested example rhythms. These aren't right or wrong. There's no such thing. They're just different examples depending on your family's overall temperament and needs. So when you structure it, it's completely up to you and your family and finding what works best. So if you want to adopt this morning meeting ritual or learn more about it, have it in your back pocket, in your toolbox when you need to pull it out, you can download this free booklet. Because there's so many. I mentioned the different visual schedule examples are in there from fancy to stick figure drawings. There's reflection questions to help you plan. Just raise awareness overall about your family's needs and your needs. Example rhythms and more. Head to kayleekukla.com backslash family dash guide or head to the show notes for the link. Thanks so much for being here, guys. I'm so excited to just go into this next season with you all. And there's some really exciting conversations to come up. If this one was helpful for you, it would be wonderful if you shared it, tag us on social media, or write a review, follow us on your favorite podcast app. It just helps spread the word to the world on these simple but impactful parenting practices that I truly believe can change the world. Because when we start changing ourselves, 
to be more in alignment with our core values. We impact the relationship we have with our children and the ripple effects just go out into our community. And that is powerful work. So thank you for being here and being a part of that. Have a wonderful week.